serious thing. I don't even like dogs. Super serious. Yar, and welcome to another episode of Super Serious Dog Podcast, where we talk about all things dogs. Sometimes we be silly, sometimes we be serious. <laughs> you almost did it. Almost you did. almost made it all the way through. That was beautiful. <laughs> you um, started laughing and Courtney was like trying to hide her face, but I knew she was laughing and I couldn't. Because that was an amazing, amazing (laughs) voice. For those of y'all that aren't enjoying the visual of this, um, we have gotten a bit in the Halloween spirit, you could say. (laughs) And if you couldn't tell by her voice, Misha is a pirate. Yar. (laughs) And I am a spooky lady. Sort of spooky lady, possibly from New Orleans, uh, possibly a time traveler. it's you a do fun look time. very like Edwardian, especially with your shirt and your your tie and your little hat and stuff. So mm, thank you. <laughs> very it's very cute. Um, if I did the um, pirate accent the whole episode, I would be coughing. <sighs> Not gonna do that. So don't oh, your worry. Sound cut out. That was weird. Let's oh, try really? that again. Weird. That's bizarre. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay. Well, whatever. They're just going to miss that one little, one little blip of whatever, whatever, whatever gym it was you dropped right there. (laughs) Probably wasn't that special or important. So yeah. So this weekend is Halloween. Yay. Yay! It's on it, dude. It's on a Saturday and it's a full moon and it's 2020. I know. And you know what else you guys, Halloween is my birthday. (laughs) So that's why I'm weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. That's the only reason. Just that is uh, yeah. it. So we thought we would talk to you guys today about tips and tricks for Halloween, especially like related to your dogs. I know this year's going to be weird because there might still be people trying to trick or treat, but generally speaking, we're not supposed to be trick or treating, but, but like, who knows, who knows what people right. are going to do. So like be prepared for anything. Yes, exactly. So, um, yeah, we're we're gonna talk about all things spoopy, spoopy, spoopy. I love that word, spoop. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, so, do dogs like costumes? Like depends. on them? Do they like costumes on them? Our dogs do. <laughs> <laughs> we actually did a whole like Halloween photo shoot earlier this week and um we'll be posting those probably to Patreon. Yeah, they'll know. be on our Patreon, but also if you're watching this video, they're probably going to just pop randomly up. pop up. <laughs> um just spliced in there in adorable fashion. Oh yes. Um so yeah, it kind of depends. And if you don't know, right? You know, like don't go buy like some costume that's got like a ton of components and a hat and all this other crap because uh you know maybe just start with something that's like a t-shirt that's kind of spoopy and just see if you right like that. right and and if your dog's like on the fence about it or you can't really tell or you know whatever like use some treats make it a fun experience ha- help your dog enjoy 
the weird human shit you're doing to it. Because yeah. like that's that's why my dogs tolerate me putting costumes on them is because like I've made it generally a good experience and they understand that like I don't know, mom just does weird shit to us, you know? <laughs> like Yeah. Just, just happens. Yeah. Um Rocky loves wearing clothes. Like I pull out like dog clothes and he's like he'll start like and get all excited and like tappy feet and stuff. So does Nelson. <laughs> Yeah, and I think it's because they both get cold really easily. Yes, um, yes. I actually was, I didn't, I wasn't a big, like, put clothes on my dog person <laughs> yeah, sure. until Nelson. Like, I think I put a jacket on Dixie, like, once or twice when it was super cold. Yeah. But then, um, like, I got Nelson, and he got cold, and he was, like, shivering and it was really sad. And I was like, dude, I'm going to put a sweater on you. And he was like, oh, thank you. This is amazing. So, you know, it, it depends on the dog. Go figure. The answer is it depends. Yeah. Um, the first time I ever put any kind of clothing on Rocky, it was when he was still um, living at the shelter before he was mine. And um, he did like the typical dog thing where he just like froze and got really stiff. But like it was really cold. And that particular run of kennels, like the AC had just, or not the AC, but the heating unit had just crapped out. And like, you know, you'd go, he'd go out to the play yard and that kind of stuff. And if he was running around, it'd be fine. But like cold concrete walls and floor and maybe a crappy blanket or towel or something like that. Like we tried our best and volunteers tried their best to, uh, um, you know, give the dogs like comforters and fluffy stuff, but there'd be some dogs who would tear them up. And so there wasn't like a lot of that going around and they try to prioritize like the naked and puppies and, and like the little short haired dogs, like, like Rocky. Um, but like, it was really funny because the minute he realized like it's, this is actually improving my situation. He like loved it from then on. Like he would get super pumped when it was like time to put sweaters on dogs and it was hilarious. So yeah, he loves wearing costumes and B-Town does too. I think, uh, I think I've given him enough capes and then he feels very empowered. <laughs> yeah, your both of your dogs rock the capes really well. Um yeah. the pictures and videos of that are amazing. Yeah. Um what's really funny is like so B Town, I, I talk a lot about how like he bites the shit out of me and all this kind of stuff, but I don't really talk enough about like the good things he does, right? Like he's really good at the groomers. Like I won't trim his nails because I don't want to ruin that relationship, but he's really good at the groomers. Um and he likes wearing clothes and I can like manipulate his arm and stuff. But if I had to like pull a sticker out of his paw, that hurts. And I've had to do that enough times to where right now he's like really uncomfortable with that because he knows it's going to hurt. Mm -hmm. But like, I'm so, I'm so glad I can put costumes and sweaters on him because he's also little and he gets cold easily too, <laughs> despite his little layer of blubber that we're working off right now. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, so as far as like costumes and stuff, um, I think it's also really important to understand that like not every dog is going to understand that it's, you know, the, the human aspect of wearing a costume, right? So you might freak your dog out and other people might freak or freak your dog out if they're wearing costumes or if you take them to Home Depot and there's all those like crazy um motion activated noise making decorations, which I totally bought some this year. And I'm <laughs> excited. <laughs> um, so it's kind of important to sort of be aware of that, especially as like now as people starting to decorate their front yards and it's to me, it seems like this year there are 
so many more people decorating the shit out of their yards. Like before I'd be like a pumpkin here or there and there'd be like one or yeah, two. Yeah, I mean, they discounted all the decorations. Yeah. And, and I think people like, you know, they need something. Need something to do. Yeah, they need something yeah. to do. And 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 they we need joy in our life, right? And like, honestly, Halloween is like a lot of people's favoriteest holiday mm-hmm. in the whole wide world. Like, I have friends who literally dress spoopy all year round. Like, that is their aesthetic. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm familiar with those so, kind of people. So as you're walking through the neighborhood, even if you don't normally like take treats with you or anything like that, definitely start doing that because you don't really know which house is going to have like the motion activated stuff that's going to startle you. Most of that stuff is like when you walk up and, you know, most people don't turn it on until actual Halloween night, but you never know. So still the silhouettes of things like dogs can realize that's out of place, that's new and be more startled by things. So like be aware that your dog may be a little more sketched out than it normally is on your normal walk. So yeah, yep. I totally agree. Take some treats with you, take a toy and then, you know, redirect them into that and make it a positive experience. Cause like something might ca- catch you off guard. And if it scares you and your dog, you know, in that moment, your dog's scared. They look at you and they're like, you're scared too. Oh crap. Yeah. We're in big trouble. Yep. There's a zombie coming out of the ground or <laughs> whatever, you know? Not that they know what zombies are, but still, hey. they, they know something's wrong. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't know what they know. I mean, Pepper, Courtney's dog, will like just straight up get terrified of like a post or a buoy yeah. in a lake. <laughs> yeah. Pepper can handle so much stuff, but a random object that's out of place and doesn't seem like it belongs, like that's her kryptonite. <laughs> that is her kryptonite. And I I know it. And it's really hard to counter condition because like I don't know when something is going to look out of place to Pepper. Because, right. I mean, honestly, like 80 to 90% of the time, she's, she's fine. fine. Totally fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, you've seen it, right? With that, with the, with the pole? It's, yes. Yeah. On numerous occasions, too, at that specific lake, which is yeah, hilarious. that pole. Always like, there. We can't handle that pole. Mm-mm. I mean, we can handle it for the first, like, 30 to 45 minutes we're there. But then, <laughs> for some reason, at a certain amount of time in, she's like, oh, did you see that? gonna kill us that pole is coming for us <laughs> i'm gonna watch it and bark at it and then she'll just stare at it for the mm-hmm. whole rest of the time that we're mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. so dogs are funny yeah dogs, dogs are, are funny. hilarious um did you know did i tell you that b-town is definitely afraid of the dark what <laughs> <laughs> so i <laughs> i was walking him I don't know when it was this was like a few months ago i was walking him at night through my neighborhood and i just like was just kind of noticing that like every little rustle of a leaf that blew by or like every time I take him out uh, in the backyard at night, he's very like, (laughs) like kind of jumpy and tries to like just get through the grass as quickly as possible to pee. And then he's like, I'm done. I don't, I don't want any part of this. Um, And at first I just thought it was like bugs and the grass tickling him. But that night when I was walking him, it was like something would just barely brush up against him. He'd turn, he'd jump. He wouldn't bark or anything. But it is very clearly a, like, I am uncomfortable with darkness because I can't see shit, basically. Right, right. And so he's just a little on edge and that sort of thing. And then I had another realization on that very same walk where I was like, holy shit, like, Boston's worst bites occurred at nighttime when he was, like, cornered and it was dark and he couldn't see 
And so he just mm. way overreacted, which makes sense. Like people have punched people who work at haunted houses from like being startled, right? Like I just- have punched someone that worked at a haunted house because <laughs> they were just, they just, they touched me and they weren't supposed to. That was the deal. That was the agreement. When you go in, they're like, don't touch the people that are scaring you and they won't touch you. And then the person like followed me and grabbed me and I was like, ah, oh and my I, God. I hit him. <laughs> And then they let go and they're like, you're not supposed to hit me. And I was like, ah! and I ran away. I was like 16. Yeah. I don't know. That's hilarious. How'd they grab you? Like just like your shoulders or yeah, something? Yeah, they just grabbed my shoulders. They were chasing behind okay. me and they grabbed my shoulders. And Yeah. Was- <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. That's, I didn't think so amazing. at the time. It's funny now. <laughs> yeah. Not not then. Then it was not. I was, I was mad. Oh, God. One time I went to a haunted house and... Um, I don't, I don't like the dark either. I was always afraid of the dark when I was a kid. And I, honestly, sometimes I'll take out the trash. And I'm like, <laughs> and I like walk a little faster. It's, it's really weird. It's not all the time, but sometimes I'm a baby. I don't like scary movies either. Um, certain things I can tolerate, but whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, my sister took me to a haunted house for my birthday and um, we entered, encountered this like one section where it was pitch black. And it was like a little maze and you had to like bump into walls and find your way. And I like did not want to go. And my sister was like, you go first. And I was like, it's my birthday. Fuck you. And she made me go first. And I like bumped into a wall and um, yeah, I just kind of froze. And I was like, nope, not doing it. Not going. I mean, to be fair, I don't, I don't know that I would enjoy that experience either. Yeah. I can handle like, you know, the flashing lights and like the creepy, like, laboratory setup and the Frankenstein stuff. And, you know, even the shit that jumps out at you, haha, it's fine. Like I'll poop my pants a little, then laugh and get exhilarated. It's fine. It's whatever. <laughs> but yeah, pitch black shit. Nope. Hard pass. Hard pass. Would you take a dog to a Halloween uh, party or a haunted house or not my a, dogs. a gathering of any kind? Not like my that? fuck. Not my fucking dogs. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't either. I mean, I've taken, I, I've taken my dogs to plenty of parties, but typically not the type, the Halloween type, because like yeah. you don't know what people are going to do and people are likely going to be drinking and people are drinking, they do stupid shit. And like we've all seen the videos on the internets of like people scaring dogs with cost, with like, you know, big scary masks on. And like, come on, we all know it's not funny. Um, but it ended up on the internet and I ended up seeing it and I'm not a person that would find that funny. So I know lots of people do think it's funny. So yeah. you don't uh, want your dog to experience that. Yeah, don't, don't be like the grandpa. You don't be Eustace from Courage the Cowardly Dog. Okay, like don't put on the big scary mask and then go ooga booga booga. <laughs> Especially if your dog's already super nervy, that is not going to help them at all. <laughs> like not even a little bit. Did Courage ever get over it? No, he did not. That's the moral, right? Um, All cartoons are factual, just (laughs) so we can make sure we're adamant on this point. The Super Serious Podcast, you can quote us on this. Cartoons are factual, especially when it comes to dog training and dog behavior. Uh, Every time. What about like Red and Stimpy, where it's just like weird? Or Clifford the Big Red Dog? Yeah. Facts. That dog exists. Facts. That dog is so real. Oh my god, that's hilarious! So, um, wishbone. Okay, wishbone. Speaking of costumes, you know, wishbone was a badass. He wore costumes. That's true. 
That's super true. true. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, to to Courtney's point, like, right, if if you've done your due diligence and let's say like ever since your dog was a puppy, like you've exposed them to all kinds of crazy shit. And like, and I don't mean lazily. I mean, you were actively like every single day you were like, you know what? I know it's July, but Christmas decorations are going up because you're eight weeks old and I want you to be prepared for just weird shit. Right. And then the next day you tear it all down and it goes back to normal. And then two days later you put up all the Halloween spoopy shit and you throw treats everywhere and you make it this fun game, right? Like if you've done shit like that, where you've truly, truly, thoroughly expose your dog to it, then maybe, maybe you can take them to um, some event where there might be like spooky things and that kind of stuff and fog machines and all that kind of stuff. But like, honestly, do you really need to take your dog, right? Like maybe if it's a dog themed um, event, right? Like where the, the focal point is dogs and it's really just like a farmer's market, but it just has, you know, stationary fake cobwebs and that kind of stuff and like food trucks and whatever. That sounds fun. That sounds fun. Right. But think about like how your dog would feel if like you just adopted it from the shelter and you've had it for a couple of months and now you're going to take it to this bizarre ass event. Like you don't know what's going to happen. Right. Your dog could, get freak out, pull out of its collar, run away. I mean, there's so many things that could And I, I think that goes also if you're going to have people over at your house to have like a small gathering of some kind, like put yeah. your dog up properly. Especially if you're drinking, man. Like maybe Especially have them if out, you're drinking. Maybe have them out for like the first, you know, 30 minutes or something before anybody, you know, before the booze kicks in and stuff. But seriously, like it is not worth having your dog out when everybody's trashed or even just like kind of tipsy and stuff because we all do stupid stuff. Like I'm not even talking about like pulling dogs tails or doing anything dumb. It's just, just you step doubling. a little closer. Yeah. Yes. Just stepping closer. Just not being as aware of yourself. Like dogs are perceptive. The dog's not drunk. The dog's not having a great time. The dog is probably on edge because there's more people in the house than it's used to. Some people have funny shaped faces and like, it's just a little extra stressed. And then this guy just stepped a little too close and like, you know, and now you're layering in that people are probably also wearing costumes. And like, if you've ever been completely sober while you're like hanging out with a bunch of drunk people, like it's not fun. And you know, exactly, you know, exactly what's happening too. You can logically say, Oh, those people are drunk. So I can kind of give them a pass or leave the situation. But a dog doesn't know that they're just like, these humans are losing their fucking minds. And they smell like poison. (laughs) Yeah. What's the actual fuck? And even if it's your own dog, I mean, like, you're going to do stupid shit, like shove your face in your dog's face and then may not end up with stitches, but like they may get upset with you. And then what do you think your slightly inebriated or fully inebriated self is going to (gasps) think? No, right. Or you're going to get an emotional response, which is not the correct response. Right. So be really cognizant of that. And and that goes for like any type of holiday, right? Especially since, you know, more familial gatherings are coming up and most people tend to get all the dogs together. And you remember that episode, Courtney, when we talked about the layered stress model, right? I do. I do remember that episode. <laughs> so, So you're traveling or people are traveling to you. People are staying with each other. There's more dogs in the house together. People are drinking. People are stressed out because they have to buy presents for each other or whatever, right? Or family drama or or whatever. You you name it, right? 
all the things stress too. On top of that, like you're going to be a little shorter. You're going to be a little less patient. You're going to tolerate less things and you might even have anxiety and other things that like your dogs can certainly pick up on. Right. Like it's not hard for me to tell when someone's anxious and having a panic attack. It's even easier for a dog. Um, that's why people have service dogs, right? Um, they can pick up on all those cues, those, um, scents that get released through your sweat whenever you're stressed out. Um, your breath smells different. Your heart rate goes up. You act differently. You, your body language changes a lot, all that sort of stuff. So really pay attention to that. And if your dog does do something in, as a reaction to oops, my alarms going off for some reason, um, that's probably my Misha is bad at time management and spends too much time in lessons on accident alarm from yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, uh, yeah, you you gotta, you gotta pay attention to that kind of stuff. And you, if you do have, if your dog does respond right in, in a way that you're like, you've never done this before. Don't overthink it. Just literally be like, Oh, I should listen to you. You're uncomfortable. Why don't we just go take a break and decompress and go put them in the bedroom or somewhere else and just ask everybody to just leave them alone, right? Give them some water, maybe sit with them for a little bit. If they're, they, they feel like if you know your dog kind of, um, uh, can take comfort in that. And that's, you know, part of like y'all's typical routine that whenever something kind of spoopy happens or scary or uncomfortable, right. You might kind of comfort them a tiny bit. That's okay. But like, if you're shit faced, skip that step. Yeah. Don't, don't do that unless you're like aware, like, or you're the more sober one and you witnessed um, it happen to somebody else, that kind of thing. Cause any kind of big emotional response isn't going to be helpful to anybody. Right. And you can't help it. We're humans. We do stupid stuff all the time. Speaking of humans, what about the little humans? Oh, my God. Yes, little humans. Little Uh, humans. Kids are already erratic and crazy. Imagine what they're like when they have candy in their system. Just don't. More erraticer and more crazier. Yes. Erraticer is a word. Erraticer. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a word, guys. I made Um, it up. So, like, right, they're going to be wearing costumes. They're going to be hopped up on sugar. Keep your dog on leash. Ask them not to approach. Um, Today, actually, so I took this little puppy that's, like, doing, like, a day train type sort of program with me. His name's Rio. He's a little border collie. He's super cute. And this lady um, who works at the store I was at was, like, shelving some things or whatever. And she was like, oh my God, how cute. Can I pet him? And I said, sure, just give me a second. Let me step on his leash so he doesn't jump on you. And she said, oh, I don't mind. And I was like, yeah, but I do. So just give me a second. And I like kind of had to put my hand out to like sort of stop her. Um, and she was like, you know, it's it's really not that big of a deal. And I'm like, but it is. Uh, this is my dog that I'm responsible for. And I don't want him jumping on people. Like that's not okay. And so she, we had this like little back and forth, a little bit of an argument. And, and then eventually she was just like, she was trying to tell him to sit. And I was like, Hey, Hey, wait, stop. She said, sit like 10 times in the course of like a few seconds. And I was like, Hey, please don't say that. Like you just, just pet him, just enjoy him. He's not going to jump on you. And honestly, the puppy's way too young for that too. Right. Like we're working on sit. 
And then she was like, oh, I'm, I'm just trying to help. And I was like, no. And I, I really appreciate it. And I was like, if he was a little bit older, that would be awesome. That would be super helpful that you're doing that. But like, don't worry about it. And she was like, honestly, I'm really sorry. I'm tired. I don't know why I'm arguing with you about your own dog. Like, this is your dog. And I was like, yeah, this is, I mean, he's not, but whatever. I'm taking responsibility for right, him. Right, right. Um, and then she was like, you know, you're going to be a really great dog mom because you really stood up for your dog. And I was like, yes. But I kind of realized in that moment that like peer pressure is really hard to deal with, especially when it comes to people's dogs. Right. Courtney, you've probably had to explain this in tons of lessons of like telling people to say no. Yes. Yeah. In group classes, we used to practice it. Yeah. And even... Even right, you're going to approach know. each other and say no to each other. You're no, yeah. Nobody's allowed to touch anybody's dog. You're just going to practice saying no. Right. It's important. And even in that kind of setup where everybody knows the rules, everybody's doing the same thing, you could still see certain people really struggled with that, like, no. And, like, they don't even say it confidently. And, like, if they encountered that lady, they would probably be like, oh, okay. It's because we pick up cues from each other, right? We are very social creatures. And so, you know, if they say it's okay and they don't mind, well then, you know, they don't mind. But like, you can't think about things like that when it comes to your dog, especially in situations like this, where there's a party, there's Halloween, there's whatever, more stress involved, right? Um, Even if your dog's pretty resilient as a whole, like you have to advocate for them and stand up for them. And um, yeah, she, she, you know, we had a good conversation after that, but like, that's hard to do. Most, most people would not be able to do that. And part of that is because I have B-Town and I have to be like hard no. And like, I have to yell at people confidently sometimes from afar to be like, don't fucking touch him. And then it startles them and they snap out of it and they're like, Oh, I guess she's serious. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but same thing when it comes to like parties and holidays and all that kind of stuff, like you really, really need to think about what it's like from your dog's perspective. And like, if, you intended for your dog to have fun and they're clearly not having fun. Pay attention to that. Don't, don't hold on to that narrative that like, well, we wanted to do all this fun stuff. I wanted to go take my dog on a hayride and take pictures in the pumpkin patch when they're clearly like shitting themselves, just walking into the, onto the property where the right. pumpkin patch is, then, you know, then have that as a goal for next year and contact the dog trainer and tell them that's your goal is to that the next year you want to take your dog on a hayride and go explore the pumpkin patch. But this year they appear to be, too scared to yep then you can work towards that and i encourage you to um i think your dog can handle it if you let them step up i um that's a really interesting thing um that i want to talk about later i'm gonna write it down okay on our patreon (laughs) episode yeah yeah let's talk about it later um the other thing too that I did want to mention, um, we have a few minutes left, is like be really mindy, mindful of like candy and candy wrappers and that kind of stuff. Like I, I know it's going to be, um, especially if you have like toddlers and little kids, it can be a little bit harder, but like don't don't let your dog eat candy. It's, it's bad. It's right? really bad. Just don't um, let them. It's bad. And like if, you're, if you know you have toddlers and stuff or they have a habit of dropping things on the ground, like don't just – be extra resilient or not resilient, but extra um, aware of that. Diligent, mindful, Diligent, mindful, supervising, aware, aware, awareness. <laughs> Did I say that one already? Yes. Whatever. Yes. Um, Did we talk about our sponsors? No. 
You want to talk about our sponsors? Okay, you guys. So if if you haven't been paying attention to our other episodes, um, then let me tell you that we have a sponsor, Puppyscapes. Puppyscapes. Puppyscapes Puppyscapes.com, you guys. That's where you can get these really cool platforms and jungle gym, A-frame, climby things, benches, tables, all kinds of cool shit. You can get it um, for your dog, obviously. I mean, it'll be for you, too. You and your dog. You'll have fun bond, do stuff. And you get a discount right now for a limited time. Uh, 5% off a single item and 7% off multiple items, which I encourage you to take advantage of that. Cause like I said, it's for a limited time. Uh, don't ask me what date it ends on. <laughs> it uh, hasn't ended I yet. Think... So like send them a contact form now and be like, I heard about you on super serious dog podcast. And you'll get the discount. And, and you can also it. you can also customize stuff too. So if you like a specific color scheme, you yeah. can you can do that. You can put, you know, your family crest on there. Or I don't know if you can do your family crest, but certainly your family name. I assume. Or you if do you're a dog crest. trainer, you can put your logo on there. But yeah, you can get yep. your dog's names on there if you want. Yeah. Super so cute. cute. There's like little paw print things and like the steps are like in the shapes of bones and stuff. Oh my it's, god, that's adorable. It's real cute. That's awesome. Mine. Mine will, mine's here, actually. By is the time, here? By, well. By the time this airs. By the time this airs, it's here. <laughs> yeah. It's totally not even close to Halloween, you guys. Yeah. Tricks so and showbiz. Ah. <laughs> Guys. I just wanted an excuse to wear a costume. Trick or treat. <laughs> um, so the last thing I did want to talk about is like, let's say there are some people who are trick or treating or anything like that. And you know your dog has a problem with the doorbell, right? be prepared for that. People might ring your doorbell, right? Either deactivate it, number one, but you could always do that. Um, or number two, have treats ready and be turn it into like a clicker type response, right? If you've ever done clicker training or marker training, you click the clicker and then you dispense food. You click, you dispense food. You click and very quickly the dog goes, fuck yeah, I love the sound of that click. Give me that food because it, it signals that food is coming. So you can do the same thing with your dog uh, with the doorbell. So you could ring the doorbell, throw treats, ring the doorbell, throw treats. And if your dog's not super treat motivated, um, do it maybe like first thing in the morning um, when they're hungry and ready for breakfast or something like that. Or if they're hungry for dinner because, you know, you don't want to wake up everybody in your house or something like that, right? Um, To kind of prepare them for it. And then when it does happen, be prepared to just like shower treats and food. Um, you could even potentially just skip their dinner for that night and just wait until, you know, the trick-or-treaters arrive or whatever. Because honestly, I have no idea if people are actually going to be ringing your doorbell this year or not. No freaking clue whatsoever, but no idea. People might try. So it's worth it to be at least a little prepared. So that's all I got for spoopy topics. Happy Halloween 2020. Happy Halloween. And birthday, Misha. (laughs) Nice. I'm also a ghost. (laughs) There's a ghost behind me. Oh, there is a ghost. He's so cute. I really like him. He's a very happy happy looking ghost. Yes. yes. He looks like he's trying to fold a really big sheet, a.k.a. himself. (laughs) That's what I look like when I'm trying to (laughs) to make my bed, which I don't do very often. Anyways. Anyway. Bye, guys. Bye. Check out our Patreon. Oh, yeah. We're going to keep this conversation going. I wrote down the thing I want to talk about. So we'll get there. Catch you guys later. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Yarr!
Dude, what if Jay puts spoopy sounds for this episode? Just at the end. Just maybe. Serious. Where nothing fun or funny ever, 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 ever happens. This is a super serious thing. I don't even like dogs. Super serious.